Welcome to the Shortway Show. I am so happy that I have you here this evening. Thank you. It is 7 p.m. on the East Coast, and I'm here. Yes, yet again. Uh, thank you guys for giving me a chunk of your evening. You know, some of you know that I live in New York City. And if you know that I live in New York City, you know that we had massive flooding and rain and horrible weather. And it wasn't just in New York. Obviously, it happened in Jersey and Pennsylvania. And we recently had it even worse in Louisiana. So we've been having a lot of terrible weather um, and massive changes in our climate. That's absolutely true. So what most people will say is, see, what we require is more government regulation on the environment and then things will get better, right? That's what people usually say. I hear it all the time, right? That's that's the answer. And if you don't agree with that, then you, I guess, hate the environment or something or whatever is is the answer. I'm going to say that it's not that black and white. I know, sounds crazy, right? I'm going to say there's a nuance. I'm going to say there are things we can do to make things better on our planet, absolutely. But the question is, what? Right? Larry, if you don't want the government to do something, that means you don't want it done? No. I don't want the government doing it because the government will do force. It will punish the poor. The wealthy will still get away with everything. That's how it always works. And it won't solve anything except for a bunch of government grift. That's how that works, right? That's how it always works. Larry, that's not true. What about recycling? Recycling's fine. I'm not against recycling. If you want to recycle, awesome. So we force it. So what happens? The wealthy don't care. The poor get fined, and we still have the best situation that we have now. We still have a massive garbage dump in both of our oceans. So the, the poor and working class have been punished, and the problem has not been solved. But do we feel better? Yeah, we do. We feel better. And, and the response is always, well, Larry, you understand, see, we're slowing things down. Maybe we've banned straws. How'd that work, right? We keep doing things to do the things. We made ethanol. That was the answer, right? That was going to solve all our problems, right? None of these things actually worked. It punished the poor, and it made a grifting class that there's no tomorrow. You know the number of people who are making money off the government mandating 10% of our gasoline has ethanol in it or whatever? Tons of people made tons of money on that. The recyclers who just, we made it an industry paid for by government. We literally created an industry paid for by government. We've done this three or four or five times. The grifters jump on board, the poor middle class get punished, the rich don't care, and nothing changes. That has been the entire time we've done this. Well, Larry, see, that's why we need more regulations, like the EPA. I hear that all the time. Larry, are you against the EPA? I'm not against the EPA. Great, have an EPA if you want to. That's uh, fine. My problem is it has to actually do stuff. See, there's the problem. Once it has to do stuff, now we have a big problem. Why are the EPA is protecting the environment? It's in the name, Environmental Protection Agency. That's true. It is in the name. But some of you don't realize something. We've had an EPA now for, what, 50 years? Is that about right, give or take? Is my math about right? About 50 years we've had the EPA. And we still have tons of waste sites and dump sites. Well, Larry, I don't get it. Why? We have an EPA. Here's why. The EPA was put together by the government, number one. Not necessarily bad. Probably bad but not necessarily bad. But then the worst part is the rules are written. And who wrote the rules? Corporate lobbyists. They always write the regulations. So the they wrote the regulations. Most of them were written in the 80s, some of the 90s, but most of the regulations were written in the 80s. 
That's not necessarily a bad thing if we were still living in the 80s. We're not, clearly. So now, literally, it's not a joke. If you want to actually fix things and repair things and help people out and clean up these sites, you would have to use technology from the 80s. Where are you going to find that? You might say, wait a minute, Larry. They should change the regulations. They should. That's true. But I would ask you, the difference between standards and regulations. Standards are usually dealt with by the individuals within an industry, the people, consultants, things of that sort within an industry. Standards change when technology changes, right? You change standards based on technology. When do regulations change? When corporate lobbyists change them. That's when regulations change. So if they change the regulations, you'd actually be able to clean these places up so they don't change them so you physically can't. I'm not joking. If you look around this country, particularly New York State, New York State's one of the worst. We have horrible sites all over the place. They don't get fixed because you physically can't. Well, Larry, they had the super fund because that's going to work and that'll make, and this is a true thing, that's going to fix up all the environmental problems. The, the, that fund, that's going to do it. That fund's been empty for years. There's no money in it. So the EPA actually ensures that a, per, a company only has to pay up to X dollars. I forgot what the number is, whatever, 100 million or whatever the number is. And then once they've paid, they're done. And they walk away. And the site just stays there all over the country. Not working. What we're doing right now is not working. And I know people think it is. It makes them feel safe. It's, again, another form of security theater. It's not working. Oh, they feel good because they recycle or because, you know, they use less energy or whatever. It is they, they have the cool energy saver sticker on their fridge or whatever it is. Meanwhile, the big businesses are still trashing the environment using tons, tons and tons and tons of, of energy. And you think, well, I put the energy saver sticker on my fridge or on my AC, so I'm helping. You know, you're feeling better and that's good. I don't, please feel good and please keep the sticker. I have one too on my AC, so I feel good. I like that. We can put the stickers on and feel good, but we're not helping. Because as we do that, the military industrial complex is, is the largest polluter on the planet. So, which is doing far more damage than all of our air conditioners in the United States combined. Even if they were, none of them had the little star stamp. Still. So, why do I go through this? Because you can guarantee with all of the damage that's being done throughout the country, this will be the new cry. We have to do more stuff. We have to do this thing, do that thing. And you got to pay. And I have to feel good about myself. And I require some type of thing to work on because I don't want to work on myself. So I'll try to save the world because I don't want to save myself. Those types of people will be jumping up and down tomorrow, trying to get you to, I don't know, not use straws or something or whatever is the thing. None of that works. It makes you feel good. I get it. Please, if it makes you feel good to not use a plastic straw, please don't use a plastic straw. No worries. I just don't want to force. You can feel good at all you want. There are things that can actually work. And I'm going to give you a couple of ideas that could actually work. Like, could really work. Number one, there are basically three pieces. Let me give, I'm sorry, there, there, are, there are three things that are hurting us, right? There are four ideas. Number one, I just mentioned, end the military industrial complex. Let's stop traveling and shipping tanks and guns and people and uranium and everything else around the globe. We could stop that, number one. We could just stop that. That would help tremendously. So end that. That's the thing America could do. 
literally tomorrow. We could do that. We could start to bring back the military industrial complex. That would stop a massive pollution and a massive waste of money and lives and everything. Number one, let's do that, right? And that we could do in America now. Others might do it. Hopefully they'll see the value in it and stop. China doesn't do it anymore. They stopped. They stopped doing the, uh, doing the, uh, uh, the military industrial complex thing. They don't do that anymore. They stopped. Russia is trying to stop. So let's just stop that. All right. That's number one. Next. How about we stop vilifying nuclear energy? I know. Let's stop vilifying it. Let's let states that want to try it, try it. Gen 4 nuclear power for the states that want to try. If you're a state scared and you don't want to put one in Hawaii or whatever, I don't know if Hawaii wants it, but whatever, don't put it in Hawaii. It's fine. Maybe Alaska wants one or two. I know I'd like New York to have three or four of them. Why don't we start that? As we begin to create more nuclear Gen 4, I specifically say that. For those of you who don't know, Gen 4 nuclear reactors, it is physically impossible for them to melt down because there's no water coolant system. This is the newest stuff. Bring that online in the states that want it. Just The government just let them do it. Not The, the government doesn't have to be involved. They doesn't have to tell people to do it. doesn't have to. can just go, hey, if you want to, go ahead. And here's some standards that we would like you to look at and do that. Right. And if stuff goes wrong on you, use your local communities, use your local states, use insurance companies and policies to make this work. You build all types of things, build this now the same way. And then they start doing that. Okay, great. If they start building that up, doesn't that make it make there no need for all the other power plants using coal and fracking? You don't require these things, do you? But not just that. If we make it work well and effective. Guess what other country will take it? Yeah, China. Yes, right now it's just faster and simpler for China to keep cranking out coal plants. So they do. But if we would show them, look, these nuclear plants, they work, right? They're good and they're cheap and they're long lasting. They're an economy that does whatever the boss says. The boss goes, trash all the coal, put in nuclear, and they do. Well, Larry, we're scared of nuclear. We're scared. Because nuclear might make nuclear weapons. China already has nuclear weapons. It's fine. It's good. Plus, these don't do that anyway. These these plants actually work off of nuclear waste. Yes, so we can get rid of nuclear waste and use nuclear waste. I'm not joking. We use we can let the people use nuclear waste to, to actually generate energy. Do that to Chinese will copy. Once the Chinese copy, what will what will both American companies and Chinese companies do? Pump this to the rest of the world. You could literally make coal obsolete in 20 years without forcing anybody to do anything. Without one special regulation, no, no, no anger, no changing, no fighting, nothing. You could take the world off coal in 20 years. Now you might say, well, coal is not enough, Larry. That's not the energy is not enough. Okay. Well, I gave you military industrial complex one. I gave you coal another. Oh, I'm still not done. How about instead of us trying to get people to stop using water or use less water, meanwhile, we wash down ships and tanks every day and waste tons and tons of water on washing down equipment, whatever that we do every day. Instead of that, instead, we try to find a very effective desalination plant. How do we do that? An X X project. The first company that does it gets some benefit from the government for X number of years, maybe guaranteed government contracts, whatever the case may be. Some type of some, some type of way where I go, all right, you do it, you get this cool thing longer than anybody else. 
you do that. And I'm going to talk about it. So everyone knows it's you who did it. So you get a bully pulpit if you're the president or the governor or whatever. You make people want to do it. You you get someone like the whoever's the equivalent, you know, uh, to Elon Musk or whoever, Steve Jobs or whatever is the cool thing in the idea of desalinization, and you have them make it. I'm not even joking. People who understand energy know something. If you have unlimited water, you have unlimited energy. If you have unlimited energy, you have unlimited water. Well, if you want a desalinization plant, maybe run by nuclear power, all of a sudden you have lots of water. Lots and lots of water. You have lots of clean water with a good desalinization plant and a nuclear power plant. Literally, you can pump out the water that could go to a hydro plant. So energy could then create energy. Crazy, right? So the nuclear power plant that does the desalinization plant, which goes to a hydro plant, it's almost, it's not, a perpetual energy machine. It's it's as close as you're going to get. It's like I'm the only guy who's thought of this. I mean, I'm probably the only guy telling you this. But this actually can work. All we have to do is talk about it and walk away and let the private sector deal with this, but just give them a couple things they want. One, stop punishing them. That would be nice, right? Stop regulating them to death, number one. Number two, talk about it so people see it. And number three, give them some type of benefit if they're the first one who does it. Not crazy at all. Larry, see, this is the problem, Larry. You're messing up. You did all those cool things. But you didn't pick up the you didn't pick up the biggest one. Meat, cow burps, and cow farts. That's a big deal. Yep, I get it. That's a big deal. All that methane they put in the air. Okay, all right. Same thing. Same thing. If you got nuclear energy, clean water, now give an X project prize for lab grown meat. Now we already have some of that. We do have some of that already working, right? It's on the process. Some people don't like it, some people do. But when you start making lab-grown meat on a regular basis, powered by the sun and or nuclear power, now people have an option of buying that meat. Now, the odds are, not 100% sure, but the odds are over time, because it always happens, that over time that meat will be cheaper than cows or chickens or pigs. Over time, it will be cheaper. Maybe not right away, but over time it will be. So people have an option. Do I want the cheaper lab-grown meat? Or do I want the regular chicken on the farm? Whatever you like. You can do either of them. You can pick. And if you, and and if you actually want to be the I'm the wokest of the woke, you can wear a shirt saying I only eat lab-grown meat. And, and you can virtue signal all day long while punishing no one. I don't mind if you virtue signal. Please. I just don't want to be punished by your virtue signaling. So you can wear your shirt. I only do lab-grown meat because that's it or whatever. I'm a vegan or whatever's your thing. You can do all the virtual you like. I'll even clap when I see it. I swear to you, I'll clap when I see you with the shirt on. Go, well done. Well done. And I don't have to be punished. And if you'd rather have your farm-grown cow meat, you can. And if you'd rather have, you know, the, uh, the non, you can. You can do whichever you want to do. It's not forced. And that's the point. And once you know it and bring it up as a government, then even the people who are doing it now will be able to respond and figure things out and go, you know what? Do I want to go this route? Do I not want to go this route? I just gave you four real ideas to tackle energy, water, waste, 
and food. I'm the smartest guy in the world? Think not. I think I'm not. I'm the best looking, but I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Other people can do this too. And note how much money this is going to cost you, Michael. Nothing. Nothing. What's going to cost you, Ryan? Nothing. And Dixie, if you don't want to eat the lab-grown meat, you don't have to. Maybe somebody else does. I'm sure there are some people who want a virtue signal and they're going to want to eat, they're going to want to eat it every day. Good for them. You get to choose. You don't have to pay. And people will actually be able to buy what they want when they want. That's the piece I'm talking about. This is how you actually solve a problem. I would ask you, has any Democrat or any Republican given you an actual answer like I just did? No, they don't. Democrats go, we need more laws and regulations and let's stop banning whatever, straws and sodas and that. We're going to ban plastic bags because that'll do it. So we ban plastic bags? We'll do all types of virtue things. That'll work. What do Republicans do? Doesn't exist. Nothing. You Nothing to see here. That's what Republicans do. Republicans go, nothing to see here. And Democrats just start banning stuff that makes you feel good. Neither of those does anything that works. Neither of them is exciting and interesting. Neither of them punish the, 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 the wealthy. They only punish the, the, the working poor middle class. But that's where we are now. This is where we are. And I'm bringing this up today because it, it happened across America this week, all the bad weather. You're going to see it again. You're going to see Republicans going, this is not man-made. Who cares? Nothing to see here. Block everything. And Democrats go, you know what we got to ban this time? Plastic water bottles. That's the answer. Then all the weather gets better. So it's no idea or bad idea. That's what we have right now. I'm trying to give you good ideas. Now, if you don't like them, no worries. I'm happy to have a conversation. You can show me a better idea. You can fix my idea. You can make my idea better. And if you don't like my ideas, note, every idea I just gave you, you don't have to do anything. You can say, I don't like any of them. I'm not buying your lab meat, Larry. Okay, don't. I'm not stopping you from eating regular meat. I'm giving other people options to make cheaper meat. Not a bad deal, if you ask me. Maybe you'll like it, Lee. You never know. You might like it. So you can talk trash now. Then 10 years from now, you're eating lab chicken all day long. See, I'm going to be telling you, I told you so. Absolutely. But if you don't want to do this stuff, then what's your answer? That's the problem. What we do is we virtual, we virtue signal to each other. We act as though we're in the same team. And all of a sudden, nobody, nobody gets anything done. And these are all options. I'm not forcing you. If you like your regular farm, keep your regular farm. I'm not forcing you to do it, but you can do what you need to do. So let me grab some. Um, let me grab some comments. You guys are commenting. I appreciate it. Some of you got mad at the at the at the uh, the lab grown meat thing. Don't eat it then. It's fine. It's an option. It's not forcing anyway. So yes, let me keep going. Joe says, "Grow gardens, not government." I'm in. See, way better, way better. Yes. Keith says, and animal feed prices went through the roof because the farmers were getting better prices from subsidized ethanol plants. Thank you. Yes, Keith. I'm sorry. I didn't even bring that up. Farmers were now growing food to make energy. So food prices go up. Yeah, because ethanol is made from corn. For those of you who don't know, corn is food. Well, in theory, it is. Depends how you make corn syrup. It's not really food, but corn is kind of food. So they're making food to give energy. How was that? But here's the worst part. The fertilizer they use to grow the corn needs fossil fuels. 
it's in the fertilizer to grow the corn, to supplement fossil fuels. And we're still doing it. We haven't stopped. Why haven't we stopped doing this, Keith? Because it's a government program. And government programs don't stop, even if they're bad, even if they're stupid, even if they hurt, they don't stop because grifters, people are making money on it. Once you start making money on it, and this is what people, I love people always go, you know, the private market, the, the, the free market, it's all about making money. That's what it's about. And government's not. Government's worse. Let me be very clear. Government's worse. Why? If you're trying to make money outside the government, fooling people or you're some evil corporation, there at least is a chance that something comes up and and just it, like the internet comes up and stops it, or your know, satellite stops cable monopolies and oligarchies. There's a chance. There's a chance that a Google pops up or the internet. Something could happen. You might actually lose. You might uh, you might have a bad owner. You you might get get trashed in the market. There's a way. There's there's a possibility of you being punished. And we've seen many companies that were bad get punished. It does happen. There is a chance. How about government? Never. It doesn't happen. If the government program's no good, it just stays until it's just unsustainable. Then it shifts and no one gets punished. How do you know that? 20 years in Afghanistan. The biggest grift of my lifetime. The biggest grift of my lifetime was 20 years in Afghanistan. It was all garbage, all lies, and not only did it suck over a trillion dollars out of, out of the United States and out of your eyes, I mean your eyes, out of your pockets and my pockets. On top of that, it destroyed 25,000 uh, American families. 2,500 dead soldiers, sailors, Marines, over 20,000 wounded. On top of that, plus how many got TBI and PTSD and every other uh, invisible injury that we don't even know about. Biggest grift ever. Tell me one company that does, does worse than that. Uh, maybe Pharma. Pharma might do worse. Maybe Big Pharma does. Maybe. So maybe Big Pharma can beat that. But that's about it. Maybe Big Pharma. But that was over a trillion dollars. Does Pharma make a trillion dollars in 20 years? Maybe. So may, maybe Big Pharma can beat that. I'm, I'm not sure. I'd look at the numbers on that one. But even if Big Pharma, it's right behind Big Pharma in horrible government grift. Right? What was what – was, uh, um, Medicaid uh, uh, buying prescriptions, government grift. And what's the punishment for all the people from Afghanistan? Nothing. What's the punishment from all the people in Big Pharma when uh, Medicaid Part D was a giveaway to drug companies? Where's the punishment? Nothing. Government doesn't get punished. Government gets more money. Government gets rewarded for its failures. The private market actually doesn't. So this grift of ethanol, thank you for this, Keith, that's hurting farmers. That's hurting everybody. Where's the punishment? Where's the change? And the funny part is if you ask people, they know it's true and they could tell their government this isn't working. Whatever. Whatever. Imagine that this is just a regular company and everyone told them how bad it was. People would stop buying the thing. And then they need to change to go out of business or they buy from someplace else. Happens all the time. Thank you for that, Keith. I appreciate that. Yes. So John says, COVID protocols have hurt the environment. Yes, also true. Yes. I cannot refill my coffee mug at the gas station. I have to buy one in a disposable cup. For a while, it was illegal to eat at a restaurant, take out styrofoam. Yes, that's exactly right. The reusable ghostproof bags. Yes, bags in restaurants, you disposable cups, utensils. Yes, yes, and yes. And we've had that for over a year and a half. 
Soon it'll be two years. And a lot of that's not going to stop. Not going to stop. So what are you going to do now? Ban, you have to wash steel forks or something? I don't know. I don't know how you get around that. They'll find some dumb way. Government will find some dumb way of dealing with this that'll make things worse. That's a guarantee. Or you could follow what I just said, my four ideas, and then who cares how many plastic forks you use? It doesn't matter at that point. Who cares? Yes, who cares? <laughs> um, Kitty says, needs to be a balance of a lot of stuff. Yes, you're correct, Kitty. Thank you. Thank you for understanding that important nuance. What I constantly hear is, you know, just do this. Or if I give someone one idea, they go, that's not going to fix everything. I didn't say one idea would. It will take, this is a massive worldwide problem. I, it'd be also had a magic wand that boom and fix it, but I can't. So you're correct. She says, um, coal needs to go. Yep. We need more nuclear renewable. Yes. We'll run out of fossil fuels eventually. And we don't want to get ahead of the shit. <laughs> we need to start now. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. The official ROM. All right. Cutting down the trees is worse for the environment than coal. Yet they discontinue Trump's. I don't know where that is. I think Trump's plan, maybe. I don't know. We actually are. Oh, oh, he finished. Yeah. Okay. Tree planting, planning, continue to make going after the non-existent coal plants a priority. Um, yeah, I, I think, remember, the idea is it's a virtue signal. It's not effective, right? It's got to look good. And if it always looks good to beat up on coal. That is a great look for Democrats for sure. Republicans too, right? It's good to beat up on coal, right? You can beat up on coal, see evil coal people. And then, yeah, it, it does look good. Dan says, true story. Like, thank you for your support. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So Brian says, I remember when we were forced to use plastic grocery bags to save the trees. I remember that too. Yes, save a tree, use plastic. I remember that. Now the plastic one's too dangerous and we're supposed to go back, back to cloth of paper. I know. Yeah. None of these, none of these work. I want to be very clear. None of them work. It doesn't matter. You can use plastic or paper or your hand or cloth. None of them work. Why? Because we still have how many thousands of coal plants in China? We still have how many millions of cattle in Brazil? We still have how many cars? We still have how many of everything I just talked about? Do the four things I said. And then have whatever you want, plastic or paper or cloth. Use your hand. I don't care. Do, do your thing. It's amazing how the plans I talk about, one thing they don't, if you notice, none of my plans have one important thing, force or control. None of my plans. For those of you who've been with me since literally 2017, if you've been with me for four years, you know every single plan I have does not require force, doesn't require control, and somehow works. Isn't that crazy? I'm all about changing the actual environment and culture so that people decide on their own to the right thing. And when people won't do the right thing, some people won't, whatever I think the right thing is in any given situation, they won't do the thing that I think is right. When they don't do that thing, the world doesn't end. So if we, if we get the, if we get the, the nuclear power and there's a state doesn't want it. So one state doesn't want it. Great. Other states will want it and they'll start using nuclear power. And other states will either go, no, we're going to stay with coal or you know what makes sense. I'm going nuclear. Or better, we'll, the, the, the states who go nuclear will sell their energy to states that don't want to go nuclear. No worries. I'm not forcing you. And the best part is, if I'm wrong, so what? Doesn't get worse. 
it's the same. Let's say I'm wrong. All my things are wrong. We get the same thing, but no force. And we'll have some innovation in something. Even in failures, we'll have innovation. So if I'm wrong in all those things, no one gets forced. Brian, you're not paying any extra money. And people learn stuff. Maybe a new job, doing something cool. Who knows? So yes. Logic says yes to nuclear. Thank you. Yes, it's Gen 4, and that's Roman numeral, as in the IV, Gen IV, or Gen 4, nuclear. Nuclear, not nuclear. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys. Nuclear. Nuclear. Yes. So Kitty says, killing the ocean is also a crappy part of pollution. Yes. We have the last 50 years of select data showing climate change is real and excited about human pollution. Well, not just that. You're correct, Kitty, and I'll even add more. I'll add more. That is, we're also depopulating the sea of fish, the ocean of fish also. This goes back to the idea of lab-grown meat. You like your freshly caught fish? Go catch some fish. If you don't care, you want cheaper fish? Get the lab-grown fish. Your choice. And even if only 25% of the population went to lab-grown fish and 70% stayed on fish, that would be massive. Billions of people use seafood as their number one source of protein. So if all of a sudden just one in four said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to eat the, the lab-grown stuff. And three out of four said, no, no, no. Give me the regular stuff. It's fine. Think about the impact we'd make right then and there. But not just all the plastic that's going into the ocean. We got to find a way to clean that out of the ocean. That plastic is going into the fish. And the fish are going into us. We're eating the plastic. By the way, in case you don't know, you shouldn't eat plastic. That would be a bad idea. But we all, when we eat seafood, that goes into the ocean. The plastic breaks down into smaller parts. But once you have a good desalinization plant, you'll also have a plant that will get rid of all the plastic out of the ocean. That becomes the next thing. Now, imagine how we could actually, literally, and this is going to sound crazy, but if you just hear it, it does make sense. If you have now that type of system that can be that good with the ocean, well, now you cannot just do desalinization. You can actually do either resalinization or some type of cleaning or cleaning of the, of the system. And you can have that go along the, the, the edge and the top of the ocean and look mobile and get all the plastic out as it goes across. Pull plastic out. But Larry will kill some fish. That's true. Some fish will die. Right now, millions of them are dying. With my plan, less than millions will die. I don't know how many, but less will die. And we'll clean the ocean. Not a bad deal. And with less people eating the fish, the fish will be able to repopulate faster. So less die, repopulate, clean the ocean. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> Nuts. But all is lost, right? I don't hear like all is lost. Only if we don't do it. That's the issue. So, yes. All right. Um, let's see here. James says, I'm a plumber, and I spilled purple primer for PVC pipe on some concrete. That stuff never comes out. Scared for my job, I grabbed some dirt and scrubbed it. Came right out. I like that. Smog in LA supposedly went down during the, 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 the vivid. Ah, yes, quarantine. The environment will fix itself. There, James, I thank you for this. Wow. All we have to do is stop hammering the environment and it'll stop cleaning itself. You're right. Let's stop beating it up. There we go. How about, again, if we have nuclear power, we don't have to dig for coal. We don't have to put stuff in the air anymore. We can stop that. We could just stop strip mining. Imagine that. We could do it. Let's just stop doing that stuff. But the best part is, with all these ideas are coming up with, these are new, interesting ideas. 
Now you might say, Larry, why does that matter? Because I want guys like James to be excited about new and interesting ideas. Maybe he likes being a plumber. James, maybe you want to be a plumber and you'll stay a plumber. Good for you if you do. But maybe you have kids or friends or family members who are bored or unhappy or can't find something. And now all of a sudden we got this new cool nuclear power plant or this new cool lab for growing meat or this new cool uh, desalinization plant. And some of your friends, family members or kids go, oh, my God, I would love that. That's exciting. And they go do something that makes them happy. Yeah. How many people ran to be, you know, scientists because they watched Star Trek in the 60s? How many kids cared about, you know, I don't know, sci-fi and, 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 and science and stuff because they watched some, you know, Star Trek TV show or watched them, them land on the moon or something? Youngsters being excited about stuff gets them to go do stuff. Excited youngsters very often create very successful not-so-youngsters. That's a very common thing. I would like more of that. Let's give them reasons to do that. And James, if you like being a plumber, good on you, man. Whatever's, I'm not going to the new stuff. So I don't expect me to go into it. I'm not. But many people will. And again, it's voluntary. Do you. But if I'm going to create an environment and have any control over it, shouldn't I try to create an environment that will make the most people happy to the best of my ability? The more cool options you have for your life, the better purpose you have for your life. Why wouldn't I do that? Yes. Dustin says, also start growing hemp. Yes. I mean, I, I guess I should bring that up too. It's a great point. You know why I didn't bring it up, Dustin? Because I, I took that as cannabis and hemp and I put them together. But you're right. For most, for most people, they see that as two separate issues. I probably should have brought that up. You're right. Michael says yes to hemp too. So yes, also hemp. Many of you don't know this, but hemp can make concrete. Hemp can make paper. Hemp can make all types of stuff, right? It's called hempcrete, I think. That's what it's called. But it can make all types of stuff. So, and, and it's better for the environment. It takes less nutrients out. If I'm not mistaken, if you rotate hemp out, actually hemp will actually make the ground more fertile. If I'm not mistaken, I'm sure some of you know more details than I do on that one. But it's much better for the environment. Hemp is way better for the environment. Yes to hemp also, 100%. Yes. Ryan says, Gen 4 reactors can be the size of a mayonnaise jar and can run, and run a household for 250 years with no waste. This is true. They can do, I don't know if it's a mayonnaise jar, but it sounds right. But I know they can have, it is possible to have household Gen 4 reactors. That is possible. I don't know if there are any yet. Ryan, do you know if they've actually made them yet? I don't actually know if they have, but I know they're possible. That, that actually is possible. You could do that. Absolutely. Yes. So Logic says, the, it seems most of the time, if not all the time, when the government gets involved, it makes everything more complicated and worse off than before. Almost always. I mean, there are some exceptions. Look, once in a while, government does something right that makes people happy. It does. It's not 100% wrong. It does sometimes do things that work. I mean, you see people say, well, I had a problem and the government helped me. It does happen. I mean, broken clocks, right? Twice a day. So, I mean, it does work sometimes. It just doesn't work consistently. It doesn't work you know, in a broad base, it can help individuals at specific times. It does happen sometimes, absolutely, but not normally. So yes, all right. Um, John says people are assaulted by pollution every day. It's true. A public defender for environmental crimes and making class actions easier could be a budget neutral program. Um, let me touch that right. And there's another piece I want to bring up. And I and thank you for bringing this up, John. In reality, when I was running for governor, I brought up the idea that if you really want 
to clean up New York State from all the sites that we have that are polluted and, and destroyed and stop them happening in the future. You have to almost ignore the EPA. The EPA makes it worse. What you actually want to do is two things. One, you want to say, if you're going to build this site in, in any part of New York State, you need to buy insurance that will cover all the damages, period, or you can't build. Find insurance that will cover it all, or you can't build. Sounds crazy, I know. But if other states copied that, there'd be no need for the EPA Superfund. You'd have to buy insurance. Now, you might say, well, Larry, insurance is just a big scam. Not when it's big business to big business, because big business sues big business. They're fighting the same heavyweight league. They do fight in the same heavyweight league. Insurance will screw me over. I'm a little guy. Yeah. Insurance is not going to screw over JP Morgan Chase or whatever. If they even have, they might even have their own insurance company. I don't know if they do. They probably do. They probably have their own insurance company. But whatever. They're, they're going to fight each other at the big heavy, at the heavy hitter uh, level. That's how that works. So they don't just do that. Remember 9-11? It took 10 years insurance company fought and it lost. So yeah, that's not true. At the heavy hitter level, when you're building nuclear power plants and such, when you're building big things, you're fighting in a big arena, at a heavy hitter arena. They actually do fight, which means the insurance company has to be able to say, okay, deal, I'll cover it. Here's my regulations. You might say, Larry, that's dumb. Insurance companies have bad regulations. I would ask you, when does that ever happen that insurance has bad regulations if government is not backing it up? One example I'll give is health food stores. They're all insured. You're literally taking stuff and putting it into, the, into, your, into your body and the body of children. Both of them. People who go to health food stores or natural food stores, they buy the food there, they buy the supplements there, they give them to their children, they give them to themselves. You would think it's a massive insurance problem. What if one kid dies? What if this happens? Somehow they're all insured though, aren't they? Somehow it's working. How about all those carnivals? How about all those rides? All of those uh, amusement parks? All over the country, how many are there? Thousands? I have no idea how many there are. Every every year, there's, they're out there doing that stuff. They're all insured. Government doesn't back any of their stuff. That's, that's a very lightly regulated industry. Somehow, there's not people dying every five minutes. I mean, people do die on rides. It does happen, absolutely. But imagine, consider how many state fairs there are, county fairs at rides, carnies that you know, um, amusement parks of the country. How many people die? Out of the millions that go, somehow they're insured. It absolutely can work. You do that. But there's a second piece to your point that you first brought up to public defenders and environmental crimes. I, I talked about having an actual EBU, an environmental victims unit. You might say, why does this matter? And here's the reason why this matters, John. As libertarian, you might say, well, you want people being prosecuted? Yes. I want people who commit fraud or create victims to be prosecuted. Yes. Yes. If you create a victim or you perpetrate fraud, those are crimes. You should be persecuted. Persecuted. Well, yeah, but prosecuted. Persecuted too. But no, you should be prosecuted. Of course you should. Absolutely. The problem is, and most people don't know this, the average D, uh, uh, DA or the average attorney general doesn't actually know how to prosecute an environmental crime. They don't know how to get past the corporate veil. They have no idea. They don't do that, right? It's not what they do. So they get this thing and they go, all right, I guess EPA. And that's what happens. But what if you had an environmental victims unit? Which means right now, the current system without that is they go to the EPA, someone whose kid got sick, they go into a class action lawsuit, it goes for 12 years, and they get $5.95 payout, and the and all the lawyers get paid millions. So the lawyers grift off the government. 
grifting yet again, right? The EPA creates grift, right, off the government. Guaranteed. That's what happens. All right. And the government gets a check or – and then the government gets a check from the gov- from the company maybe, and that's it. Maybe, if that even happens. But you get nothing, and the site's still trashed. If you have an environmental victims unit, now that unit, their job is to understand who were the act- actual victims, prove actual damages to those victims, present a case – to the either attorney general or DA saying, here's the case and here's how you pierce the corporate veil. This is a critical piece. You hear all the time. Well, Exxon's bad. Exxon doesn't exist as an individual. I know that the Supreme Court says Exxon's a person. That's stupid. Exxon's not a person. Who's the CEO of Exxon? Does anyone happen off the top of the head? No, no, none of you do. You could Google it, but nobody actually knows. Who makes the decisions when the tanker goes down? Do you know? You don't know. You could Google it, but you don't know. But the EV, you would know. And they would go, no, no. It was Miss Jones, Mr. Smith. They made that decision. Here's one who did it. Let's put, put pierce the corporate veil and get them. Now, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to get that individual? Just get the individual once or twice and watch decision-making change. Watch decision-making change. Now it's not, we'll just do it as a company. Whatever happens, we'll go to the lawyers. No. No, Jim. No, Jane. You make a decision, people die, it's your ass. It's you, not the company or the lawyers. It's you. Changes everything. Now it puts a face to it. Now, now we're worried. Now we're concerned. Whole different issue. So I think your point is, is, is good, except I don't want to make class actions easier. I want to make piercing the corporate veil easier. That's what I want. You do that, change everything. So I hope that was clear. No. All right, I'm just going to go down this road if I could. Um, Brian says, desalinization using nuclear energy makes even more sense. Yes, it becomes a cycle. Because as the water flows, you could create a hydro plant with the flowing water. So yes, and yes, and yes. Nothing but good, right? Absolutely. Uh, Ryan says, hey, don't watch the Larry Sharp link. Click the sharp way. Thank you. I appreciate that, guys. Please follow me on Sharpway. It does matter. Thank you, Ryan, for caring. I do appreciate that. Please, if you like what I'm saying, if it's making sense, you're going, man, this makes some sense. I like this. I can now talk to my friends about this stuff now. Good. Then please hit a like, click a like button, or even click the hate button or whatever. I don't care. Click a button so that the algorithms can find it. Do that click. Click on some button. Or as they say, smash the like button. Is that what they say now? Hip check it. There we go. I'm a hockey guy. Hip check the, the like button, whatever it is. Comment if you can. Share. It does matter. I get shadow banned constantly, all the time. For weeks on end, I get shadow banned. So help me out. Do this. Also, support my sponsor. How do you think we, we make this happen every single day, just about every single day? Put out other content. Sponsors. I don't want to keep doing commercials. I don't want to keep putting them on and bugging you. But I do want to do this at least. Take the world's smallest public quiz if you can. If you haven't taken it yet, take it. If you have, share it. I shared it yesterday. Share it again. Take the other quizzes. Tons of quizzes there. Take some more quizzes. Do it. Every time you get the quiz, they get hits on the website. They like it. Makes them happy. They keep sponsoring. So do it. Click that link right there. Don't click another link. Click that one. The one that's in the description. Click that link right there so you know it comes from me. Do that so that people know I'm sending traffic to the site. It does matter. They care. I care. Larry, why do you care? Because the more people who see the site, the advocate for self-government, the more chance people realize that they're not stuck in a left-right paradigm. That's why. 
And for our future, people have to stop thinking they're stuck in a left-right paradigm. Now, people do think left or right on specific issues. No worries. We're humans. Of course we do. But huge but here doesn't mean we're stuck there. What the world's smallest little quiz usually pops up is people who are moderate. That's the, norm. That's the biggest chunk is moderate. Second biggest chunk is libertarian. So if they pop up moderate or libertarian, they might go, huh, maybe I'm not as left or as right as I thought I was. Maybe I should start having conversations. And the quizzes are great ways of starting to have conversations. So please have these conversations. I know I bug you every time. I'm not going to stop. It does matter. If you're like, Larry, I'm tired of you bugging me. Great. Then give me some money then. How about that? Give me some money. Go to patreon.com slash sharpway. Tell me 10 bucks a month so I can keep this going. Do that instead, right? You don't, you, you tired of it? Give me some money. Do that instead. That, that's a great way to help me out. All right, let me keep going down the road if I can. All righty. Um, see if I can do this here. Dixie says, oh, I draw the line on lab-grown meat. I need my cow meat. But that's my point, right? My point is, Dixie, you don't have to. It'll be there and available. And maybe your next door neighbor wants to show you how uh, she wants to show you how woke she is. And she's going to eat the lab meat. She gets the shirt, eats it, and say, I eat lab meat. You can clap and tell her how woke she is, right? You can still eat cow meat. Everybody's happy. We could still do this. And I promise, I'll clap. You're the best. Love that. Lee's on top. He's like, you lost me at lab-grown meat. You guys don't have to eat it. It's fine. It says there. Someone will eat it. It's fine. Eat your cows. It's fine. Whatever. It's all good. Um, Larry, have you seen Solar Green? I haven't. Maybe So I guess I should watch it then, huh? All right. What work can I do for you guys? Yes. Um, uh, Gene says, I saw an ad recently that showed how cow poop was being used to create the energy that ran the farm. Yeah, you can use that. Yes, there is. You can do that. Absolutely. That's possible, too. They actually um, in India, there are groups of people. You know, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to kill a cow in India. They're sacred animals. So there's cow poop in many of the areas. So people make cow patties, dry them and use them as fuel. That's a thing in India. I don't know if it's other parts of the world. I know that's a thing in India. It may be other parts, too. So. All right. Let me see if I can do this here. Um. Brian says, just don't use the force of government to make real meat producers label theirs as such. The fake meat people should be able to rely upon their own fake meat labeling is enough. Ooh, interesting. You know, I hadn't thought of how do you do that, right? Is it is it fair? I mean, what happens if you stop mixing it, right? What if you do ground beef and it's whatever, half lab and half farm? That's a good point. Look, the, the only regulations that I tend to be okay, and, and I'm okay with some regulations. And why do I say this? Regulations and the idea as in regulations as, as to make things regular, right? So to support the market. So if you were to say that everybody has to have a stamp or a percentage of real meat or something like that, I'd be okay with that concept, right? So this is 100% farm grown. This is 0% farm ground. This is, you know, 25% make, whatever. I'm, I, I'm okay with having rules for, trans, for transparency so that the consumer knows what they're buying. I'm not sure. So I guess what you're saying is you'd rather have, you'd rather have the fake meat label, maybe. You know what? I'd be fine with the industry deciding on that. I'd let the industry can regulate itself as long as it does something like that and it doesn't lie and there's no fraud. I, I, I don't mind. My, my gut with 
would say you'd probably want to have a label for for real meat, right? Wouldn't that be the the benefit? A hundred percent real beef or farm grown or something. I would think you'd actually want to have the one that says you know you have the 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 farm as the as the label, because I, I guess I don't know. You know, maybe with people wanting to show how cool they are, maybe it would be better to have the lab grown meat. Maybe that they'll call it something cool like. Enviro meat or whatever that that's well, I shouldn't name things, but whatever, whatever Enviro meat that's cool, and it'll be the one hundred percent Enviro meat. I'm woke than you, maybe, maybe I don't know. So, um, Ed says, uh, least some will want it. They can have it. Don't push it to me. Yeah, see, he, you get it, Ed. Some will want it. Let them have it. They'll jump all over it. Go ahead. Yes, I love it. All right. Um. Gene says, so how do we fund a road without tax? I'm asking because a local news program had a segment about the road that needs repair. And I want to present a libertarian tax rate of solving this problem. Um, we can, of course, right? And I'll give you many ways you can do it. One of them is when we're already doing, which is the adopt a highway plan for cleaning, right? We already have an adopt a highway plan for cleaning, right? So whatever, so-and-so company, thank you, so-and-so, they pay for cleaning the roads. Why can't we have somebody pay to fix the roads? Is it that much of a difference? Easy day right there. Right? And depends. Does the road need repair or does it need to be replenished? If it's just repair, literally Domino's Pizza already does that. So have a local fast food joint do it and they do publicity. Boom. Fixed. No taxes. And I just made that up. That was just already, it's already being done. So that's based upon things already being done. Easy day. Uh, Sam says, a big concern of mine has been space debris. Yes. And we just keep putting up more and more satellites into our atmosphere. I mean, how many thousands? Anybody know how many thousands of satellites are in our atmosphere? I mean, it's got to be thousands by now, right? So many. It's all over. And eventually, they just start hitting each other and coming down. Yeah, exactly. 100%. There has been an increase in debris hitting the ISS. For those who don't know, ISS is the International Space Station. And secret satellites colliding and causing more debris, which is always the problem. What most people don't get is the debris is small. You might think, what do I care about the debris? Because it's metal and it's spinning in orbit at crazy speeds. It's basically like bullets. It's basically like bullets all around the earth because it's going so fast. So you're going up into a hail of bullets. That may not be safe. I'm with you, Sam. I'm with you. Some way we got to figure out a way to clean that up, right? We send up a... uh a satellite cleaner, right? Does it suck it all in? Does it melt it? What does it do? See, another X. We can have an X X prize for all kinds of things. I like that. Imagine if you uh, sent one up there and you basically were a satellite cleaner. I mean, you got to imagine that the Chinese, Russians, us, we've already thought about satellite killers, right? To, to go up there and destroy the enemy satellite. We probably already have them, I assume. I don't know if we do, but if we don't have them now, we're working on them if we don't already have them. So now instead of being a satellite killer, it's a satellite vacuum or something. Again, not a bad idea. So, yes. So, all right. Um, let's see here. Um, Kisov says, in North Korea, the authorities take your poop so you can't burn it. <laughs> yes, not just that. They have a thing in Korea called night soil. You heard this before. It's horrible. Um, they don't have enough fertilizer. So they use human feces to fertilize. This is not a sanitary thing. It's not a good thing. But do that too. Not only so you can burn it, burn it, you can't burn it, but you can't use it as fertilizer in your farms. Also a problem. So yeah. Yes. 
Christine says, like, comment, and share. Boom. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Yes. Uh, John says, EVU, it's a better way of putting it. Thank you. Yes. We thought about this in 2018. Um, the team put it together and I love the idea. So we jump all over it. So it's still on LarrySharp.com. If you look at the environmental page, the EVU concept is still there. Go to LarrySharp.com slash policy and look for environment. And it's actually, the plan is still there on how to go through it. So yeah, it's, it's already there. Yes. Gene says, I checked into solar energy for my house. I was told by the salesman that it would, that I would need to cut down my beautiful magnolia tree. Aw. I hung up the phone and started checking out geothermal energy. My husband wants to use the creek in our backyard to create hydroelectricity. I think it's a great idea. I, look at that. I love that. All good stuff. Yes. I love all that stuff. It's all great. Good stuff. So, all righty. See, uh, Ryan says volunteerism works. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. So, Robert says youngsters. LOL. I got to stop saying it, don't I? All right. I got to stop saying that. You're right. I got to. I Well, this one was generic. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of this one, Ryan. This wasn't specific people. This was generic youngsters. So I guess that's kind of okay. Maybe. Gail says there's a guy who invented a machine to clean the trash and plastic out of the ocean. Too bad the government won't help mass produce and clean out all of our waterways. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the 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 problem is, right? Why wouldn't someone else do it, right? Right, you're saying, why won't the government help? Yeah, the, the problem isn't government helping. The problem is the government's going to be in the way. Are you telling me there's not a company that wouldn't want to jump on this and do this? Of course they would. What a recycler. Imagine all the plastic out of the ocean, be a recycling monster. And, oh my God, would you get press? If you're a large company and you get press like that, of course you would. There's got to be ways the government will go, you can't go in, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. There's a bunch of can't, 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 can'ts that stop this from happening. So I would argue, Gail, the odds are that it isn't only the government won't help, but it also is going to stop others from helping. I can't imagine that there isn't a large organization that wouldn't be totally happy to be doing this. Right? I mean, it's got to be. I mean, it has to be. So, yeah. Uh, Kissoff says corporations should uh, should have to be responsible for the packaging. Agreed, I, but I think I believe what he was saying was, do you do you do you talk about do you make a regulation that says you know you have to say how much farm meat is in it or how much enviro meat is in it or either of those things? I think that is where he was going, and I see where that could go either way. Right, I, I could see where that would go. Yes. So Julian says, we don't need nuclear energy. We have many other forms of, of renewable energy on an atomic and subatomic level. Quantum figs, anyone? Look, Julian, if you, can, if you can do that, I'm in. The reason why I say Gen 4 nuclear is I know it works. If you show me something else, I'm in. I'm not pro-nuclear per se. I'm pro something that works. And I know Gen 4 nuclear works. If you show me something else, I'm in. You got, you got fission going on I don't know about? Show me the vision. I'm totally in. So I am I am not at all un- unhappy about that idea. Whatever works, right? Whatever works. Chip says, uh, companies are making throwaway forks and spoons from hemp. Now that's not a bad idea. I like that. Yes, absolutely. Steve says, nuclear, nuclear, nuclear. Such an obvious solution. But we live in a society where half of us are scared, uh, are scared of a glorified cold. Trust the science. Well, there's something else though. Phys- the 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 
Why in the world would the federal government allow you to build a nuclear power plant? It won't. Why? Grift. I go back to it again. It goes back to grift again and again and again. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Uh, so I can grab some of these other ones. You guys are doing a great stuff. Thank you so much. The comments are amazing, guys. You're really you're thinking through this. I'm, I'm glad it's a, a, a decent comment. I didn't know if it was going to be a decent uh, topic. I thought it was, obviously, or I would have said that, but yeah. So, all right. I'm grab a couple more of these if I can. Um, let's see here. Dixie says, I mean, just think about even car insurance and how they're trying to make drive, make better drivers. Dixie, this is so good. Thank you for this. It's in the insurance company's best interest for you to be a better driver. So if the, cause the insurance company has to pay if you crash. So if the insurance company had to pay, if there was an environmental mess, they'd make you better at avoiding environmental messes, wouldn't they? By default, they're showing it already. Government doesn't do that. It changes nothing. Yes. She continues, I took my road test 25 years ago. I've never taken another road test. That's government. Took it once, move on. But my insurance lowers my rate if I drive slower or if I get a dash cam. Yes. If I don't have an accident, et cetera, it provides incentives for me to be, for me to be less risky. Same could happen for all these big companies in their insurance. Yes. But government does, gets in the way. That's why these companies want the regulations. You act like companies don't want regulations. They write the regulations. I mean, this is the greatest thing. You got to pull regulation out. It's, it's not that the, the big, companies don't, big companies don't want it. They want it. They write it. They write it to ensure that this happens. That's the whole point. Yes. JC, thank you for that. I appreciate that. That's awesome. So, I'm, and I'm glad you saw that immediately, right? I'm glad you saw that. That's awesome. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, David says, you can make garbage bags out of corn. The downside is it attracts roaches. That's kind of, yeah, that's a that's a bad thing, David. But I appreciate the, the thought. Christine says, insurance companies should be sponsoring driver's ed programs in high school. There we go. I have an idea. How about insurance companies? Sponsor the car insurance companies sponsor fixing roads. How about that? That solves our road program, doesn't it? This road maintenance brought to you by Geico or by I don't know Liberty Mutual, by Progressive, whatever. They're dropping literally billions of dollars on advertising every year. So cut back some of the commercials and fix a road. Because I know that the problem's always the same thing. It's always, well, then they'll be, they'll be more, you know, they'll be more expensive. No, they won't. They just change their budget. The marketing budget is the marketing budget, right? Whatever it is, a billion dollars. So they spend, you know, whatever, $300,000 on commercials, $300 million on commercials. Okay, spend $250 million on commercials and spend $50 million on fixing roads. No prices go up. They're happy. They still get all their good stuff. Absolutely. Yes. This absolutely can work. Yes. Dustin says, imagine cruise liners that will catch debris. Ooh, I like that. Christine says, SpaceNet catch debris. Are we smart? Look at us go. I love this. Brian says, my labeling issue comes from the anti-GMOers. Oh, Brian, that's where your head is. Okay, that's, thank you for that, clarifying that. I appreciate that. My labeling issue comes from the anti-GMOers finding that their non-GMO labeling, labeling weren't during the sales they'd hoped for. So they began lobbying for labels to be forced on GMO food. Oh, I got it. Thank you for that. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
it's it's a good question. And I think when we're putting together the ideas on how to regulate just the, the transparency, right? You don't need to be regulating transparency. I think we'd have to have that historical context, right? If I start to write policy for something like this, I will definitely keep this in mind, Brian. It's it's, it's brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right. You would One would use the other to attack the other. Yes. So thank you for that. I would have to have that that thought process in a policy team when we're writing the um, when we're writing the policies. Yeah, I love that. Um, are we creating another government department to collect fees for the real meat inspection and label? Um, I would think you would have to, right? I mean, in theory, um, you already have an FDA doing something, but you wouldn't have to do the FDA, right? You know how I feel about this, Christine, and and, and I think you'll you'll get it. There's nothing wrong with the FDA doing one, but then also have someone else do it, right? There's you got uh, underwriters laboratory. They do they do inspections, right? Consumer repairs, uh, consumer reports, not repairs. Consumer reports does it. Why not have more than one agency? And then the company decides: do they, do they want to use X or want to use Y? Government creates minimum uh, guidelines, right? That says you know um, labels must be X or Y, whatever it is. The minimum guidelines, and then the private companies that do the labeling, they're the ones that's inspected. Are they doing the right thing? So you inspect the labelers. If they're doing it right, then we're fine. Instead of having to inspect every individual farmer, you just inspect the labelers. So now the labelers are now government. Okay, you're good. You you label. You label effectively. Do your labeling. So then you can do it that way instead, and the FDA could stop testing the meat. The FDA could just oversee the private companies that test the meat to make sure they're doing it right. I think you could do it that way. It could still work. I think we'd easily find that way. We should actually make the FDA that would we would make the it would make the um it would make the inspection not the FDA US is it USDA is that what it is? It would make that government agency actually smaller because now they're only inspecting the labelers versus inspecting all the farms or all the other facilities. So you actually shrink government and be just as effective, not more effective. I, I hope that was clear. I think you could do that, right? However, you want to make that happen. So I hope that was clear. All right. Um, Ryan says, I could see this getting out of control, though many people have no choice and must drive their own vehicle and could hurt by a mandated amount. I don't know where that, I think it's from somebody else, not from me, is it? I'm not sure where that's going up. All right. David says, the reason I bring up the garbage bags out of corn is Iowa State University had these garbage bags and the janitors there told me the garbage bags in storage truck roaches. Oh, I, they were trying to be the good ones and it actually wound up creating more problems. What? It does happen. But there's an advantage to this one, David. If you try something new and it's at a local school or local college or local something and it works, others can copy. If you try something new and it fails, okay, don't do that. I'm sure the janitors were telling people, the custodians were telling people, don't do this. It's a bad idea. You know, don't do this. You know, stop. We all learn. But when the government mandates everyone must have corn bags by October 1 and it's and it's a problem, You've just literally made an infestation of roaches throughout the entire state. And they're going to keep having to keep doing it. Now it's going to, now it's just going to make a new thing where, um, you know, uh, the exterminators now become grifters. Keep this. So we keep going and exterminating. So that becomes extermination grift. <clears throat> so yeah, that, that's uh, a problem. That is a problem. Steve says state farm already has a tow truck or trucks that do nothing but sit along the highway and help people with breakdowns. Good advertising, provide the service. Thank you, tons of them. 
Guys, the reason why I brought this show up today is I thought that you're going to start seeing people talking about how horrible it all is and how government has to step in. And I wanted to have a real quick conversation on how that's not the answer, right? That's not necessarily the answer. We can still do this without force and actually solve something. We have not been solving problems literally for decades. Now we can. I hope this show is interesting. Guys, please like, comment, and share. You know it matters. Please help me out. Make this happen. I'm going to be away for the next four days or three days in Miami at the Solutionary Summit. Um, that's where I will be for the next three days. So I, there'll be no show tomorrow, but there will be a show on Monday. As always, guys, have a, oh, not, maybe not Monday. It's a, it's a long weekend. So maybe not Monday, maybe. Have a great long weekend. I will see you all very soon.